so distinctly sometimes it's a sea of faces not tonight get in here you haven't missed it and you can have this entire section is yours it's very nice very first class right except you were the last ones in which is the opposite of how planes board as you guys I'm Cameron Esposito I'm your host first we're gonna go through airplane boarding procedure then there will be an amazing comedy show. And those comics that are going to perform on that show are in back. Also, I am one of them. Let's hear it for all of these people. Boy. What a something or else. Oh, so I'm, what a, well, I'm, first of all, straight up, usually I have a co-host on the show. And now is when I would bring her out. And you guys would be wowed. What kind of jacket is she going to wear? I see Cameron's wearing this jacket. What kind of jacket is she going to wear? Are they going to wear the same jacket? Sometimes, accidentally, the same color jacket. We might meet a person. That person might say, oh, you guys are a duo comedy act, and those are your costumes. And we say, oh, no, we're just lesbians, and this is an accident. And we just both are wearing tan-colored tops and dark-colored bottoms. But... Tonight, my wonderful co-host, Rhea Butcher, is at home sick. So, in absentia, what's up, Rhea? Miss ya. Miss ya. Love you like a sister. That's funny if you know that she's my wife. She's my wife. I don't love her like a sister. I have sisters. I love them differently. I have two sisters, and we never love each other the same way. I love Rhea. I mean, except that, like, if I, you know, all of them I would invite to make you know, deathbed decisions for me. Like, if the other ones weren't around. But that's the only way. The only thing they have in common. Very little else. They don't dress the same. You guys know my sisters and how they are. My wife's different. <laughs> she's so... She's ill. She's so sick. And we had to travel this weekend because we're uh, charismatic and famous stand-up comics. And so we had to fly around, go to other cities and do shows. And... She was sick throughout all that. And then today, we had to go to the DMV. I, I had to go to the DMV. I had to go to the DMV to get my car registration changed. But Rhea, my wife, also had to come with me because the idea of cars was difficult. <laughs> like, there's nothing about the DMV. I, she's a little bit... She's more that one. Um, <laughs> like... The guy said, all right, you're going to need to pop the hood of your car so I can look into that. And I said, actually, you are going to need to do that, Rhea. Because, I mean, I know there's a button here that has a picture that looks like it would pop the hood. But once that gets done, I don't know how to make it stay up there. Magic? Some sort of pulley system through a cloud? The lever? No, it's a, there's an arm in there. Not, there's a human arm. There's a human arm in the hood in my engine. And that's... That was a problem. We had to take that 
out of there because it was not running. It was walking on its hands. Because it would, it would have run if it was a leg. Who cares? Who cares? I know you guys are thinking, this seems stream of consciousness, a little bit like, what is this? What is this? Is it usually different when there's two of us? No, the same. It's the same, except I'm doing this and she's going, well, actually, and then she says the right thing. Um, there, was like a, there was like something that was holding the license plate onto my car. A nut? Was it was what it was? It wasn't a screw because it didn't have holes. It was coming out. A bolt. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. So we had to go into a car place. Auto body shop. And Rhea had to ask them to switch the light. That's how, con- that's how, that's the lack of confidence that I have owning a car. First of all, I'm very confident driving a car, but owning a car, I didn't even feel comfortable. I didn't even know the right, I mean, obviously, I didn't even know the right word to get out of my car and say to these men, just like, there is a, the, the, uh, my car has an Audi. It's not, my car is not an Audi, but it has an Audi. There's no hole in it. It's got one of these and it's attached. I need you to take it off. Oh, what did you say? I could have done this at home. I didn't need to come to an auto body shop. Well, that's a great point. But you see, we didn't have the tools with us. But I I don't even feel comfortable. I don't even feel confident enough in myself as a... I I blame society. (laughs) I don't blame myself for this. Women were not taught... Rhea, her dad fixes motorcycles as a hobby, collects guitars, owns guns, things like that. My dad is a lawyer, so I know about briefs. (laughs) I know if you're in an accident, do not accept liability. (laughs) Don't do it, guys. Just say nothing. Even if she's hurt, nothing. I mean, you can say, are you hurt? Or you can say, 911, here's the address I'm at. But don't say I'm sorry. This is free legal advice. It's true, you can't. can be used against you in the court of law. But I don't know anything about car stuff. And I don't have the... Women aren't... We don't have the... Men are just taught that it doesn't matter if you know this, right? Like, you just will go in, and you'll look at them, and they will see your penis. (laughs) Or whatever you're presenting. You might not have a penis, but you might still be a man. And they will respond to that by giving you instructions about which kind of windows cost how much. But women, we are not taught to have that kind of confidence in the thing that we drive. That's not isolated to that. Women are not taught to have the kind of confidence in the thing that we drive that we are born into. Like, it should be no shock that we can't figure out this, that nobody tells us, like, you are in control of 
your vessel. Because nobody tells us, you are in control of your vessel. I read the statistic, not to, I like I, I didn't re-update. I didn't re-update, but I think it's 70 or something like that. It's like 70% of women say that they cannot orgasm. Did you guys know that? It's like 70% of women. And I remember reading like Cosmo when I was um, not having sex ed in school. Because <laughs> I went to a Catholic school, we didn't have sex ed. We just watched an abortion. <laughs> that's true that's true and then a priest and then a priest said to me like so don't have sex with your boyfriend and then I was like I don't even want to <laughs> so how holy am I right? I was saving myself you guys it was not difficult it's for him you know what I mean for him <laughs> But yeah, 70% of what, we're not taught what is happening with our bodies. We're not taught, so 70% of women think that they cannot orgasm. And here's the thing, some people, some human beings with various parts cannot orgasm because like maybe you're on medication that prevents it or there's something going on in your synapses. Like that's totally true. But like more than 70% of women do not, like 70%, that is not the same there is just a lot of women out there that don't realize that that could be a part of sex for them, even with themselves. Oh, there's also a lot of women that don't realize they could have sex with themselves. <laughs> That's why so many women don't know what they want from a partner, because like that partner is like having like a real Christopher Columbus experience, <laughs> where they're like, I am the one in this land but there was other people that were there before and maybe they knew how to take care of that land even better and not get smallpox and that's why I think Hillary Clinton should be the next president And that's totally true. I do. I feel like I have to come out about it. Like especially as a comic. Especially on the internet. If you just say anything about Hillary Clinton, people yell at you. And that is not normative. Do you guys remember other elections? People within your own party didn't yell at you because of the person that you liked. That is only true for Hillary Clinton. And I wonder, like, what might be different <laughs> about her that makes people so angry? Like, it's probably that she takes money from big business, right? Like, if you really look through history, like, if you think back on all the candidates that have come before her, it's like, Hillary's definitely the one who's taking money from big business. <laughs> like, of all the candidates, it's like, she voted for war, right? You know what I mean? Compared to everybody else. If you were to look at, like, one thing that really, like, stands for Hillary and Hillary alone, it's just, like, war record, and she's covered in money. You know, like, dirty fucking war money, right? Like, if I were to think about Hillary compared to any other, like, any other person kind of running... 
it's like me as a comic. If I think about myself compared to every other comic throughout history, or like most, like 90% of comics, if I think about myself compared to, it's like, well, I'm angry, you know? <laughs> and they were reasonable. <laughs> It's because she's a fucking woman. It's because she's a woman. It's because she's a woman all day. Because I don't believe you when you tell me that you know all this shit about Bernie Sanders. I don't. I don't fucking believe you. I believe that you think he's cute. He's fucking cute. Hillary's not cute. You know why? She's fucking presidential. The president isn't cute. The president fucks your face. The things Bernie is talking about are wonderful. They are wonderful. But they are the words of a magical cartoon, right? Like they are words of a wizard who has appeared from a papa book to be like, everyone can have money and we can do it in the next four years. No, we can't. Do I, am I glad that Bernie Sanders exists to move the dial and change the conversation? Absolutely I am. I'm so glad that he is running so that we can talk about stuff and that there's like a social, an actual socialist running. That helps everybody. But I don't take him seriously as a presidential candidate because the things that he wants would be impossible to achieve. And I want what is possible. And I believe it is possible to put it tailored. <laughs> Anne Klein. <laughs> pantsuit in the closet of the White House. <laughs> Join me. Join me now. You vote for Bernie in this runoff, and then it's fucking Sanders versus Trump. Imagine those debates. Just literally imagine. Bernie will be, the, I have a, and then a trap door will open beneath him. And you remember those dark things from the movie Ghost? I'm not talking, they're not like, but you know the squealing things? Those things will come. And they won't get all of us. And Donald Trump will be our fucking president. Yes, exactly. If that is not what you want, put Hillary against him. Imagine Hillary in her glory. Talking sense to Trump. Imagine her fixing his hair. She's a mother. She would know what to do. I agree with myself, and I am right. <laughs> you guys, I'm Cameron Esposito. This is, I've been wonderful, but the rest of the show, if you liked this, will continue on an upsweep. <laughs> this first comic, it is his first time on the show. Whenever it is somebody's first time on the show, yes, please sit down. Whenever it is somebody's first time on the show, we go extra nuts to welcome them to the show so that they feel comfy and at home in our space. Does that sound good to you guys? Amazing. I knew you can handle it. Let's hear it right now from Mr. Marcus Ray, guys. Give it up! You don't know the 
each other. We don't. Until tonight. Why Until is that? Why don't I? I don't know, are you an LA I'm, guy? Yeah, I am an LA guy. Why? How have we never interact, I'm like, I'm interacted? A, I'm how ca- have we never interacted? I'm the sketchy guy. Say? Oh, you do sketch. You sketch. I barely do stand up. Every once in a while, I get up uh-huh, there. Uh huh. But uh, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah. Thank so, you. like, you do sketch, then you developed. Can we talk about what you're doing that for? Because it'll already. Yeah. It'll already have. This when is, is this, this is this is gonna come out later this week. So okay, I go up Thursday. You go up Thursday. Yeah. You're doing a late night set. We'll just say that. I'm doing a late night set. Um, that's fun. It's really fun. It's really random too. How did, how does something like that happen when you're in the sketch? Because I know how it happens in the stand up. Mm-hmm. You send in tapes. Right. You know, people come, people see you at showcases. How does it happen when you're in like the sketch world? Sure. How did it happen for you? I really don't know like the steps that it got me to here, mm-hmm. but I know how they saw me. How they see? It, it was Montreal. Uh, uh, the comedy festival. Because were you Just in the, like, the characters I was. showcase? That is so... That's such an interesting thing that is... It's new. It's relatively yeah. new. The it, like New Faces character right. thing is, like what, two or three I years old? I think it might be three. Yeah. But... Uh, I mean, I understand why they did it, because alternative comedy, like, birthed... And the UCB and all these right. theaters birthed this, like, new hybrid species. Yeah, yeah. That... Yeah. It's trying to grow. Or like the kind of people that you would see at SNL auditions. And in the past, those maybe would have been stand-ups as well, but now stand-up is like so hyper-specialized right. that there's like very little interaction between yeah. stand-up sketch or improv. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. It was an interesting show that we did and it was so much fun. But I was like, okay, now what? Yeah. Because afterwards, you know, there's people that say nice things to you, but then you go home and... You're sitting around and I got a phone call. No, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I find that's like actually all of comedy. Is that you? Like, right. No, what? That was yeah. that. I was yeah. really nervous you about that. I was up. really excited about that. Yeah. I was, and kind of nothing matters. Right. And then in a couple months, you get one phone call. Yep. Like, that's how it is and until yeah. the day you die. <laughs> and it's ridiculous. It's like yeah. everything's just been firing off, and it's like, oh, this is cool, yeah. and I'm just going to write it. So. Yeah, well, I'm so much looking forward to you, and I'm sure that I'll tweet out what show you're on, and people can go Please. look up the set. Yes. Awesome. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you. Oh, you guys! Marcus, right? He's a real horse. He was just like a real horse up here. That felt so real, that horse. I loved it. I loved it. I have a horse impression <laughs> that I that actually is a little I think it's a little different because it starts a little like more like <laughs> so that's just like very isolated like his horse was just hither and thither mine was kind of demanding oats there's lots of different kinds of horses, guys. Is what you're going to find out tonight. Every comic on the show has been booked off of their horse impression. If they don't do a horse impression, they are fucking out of here. I will come on stage and I will cut them. I'll say, cut it, Jimmy. To Jimmy up in the tech booth up there and we will really embarrass that person. 
You guys, we are going to keep the show rolling. I love this next comic. She used to live here. She now is in Philly. It's so fucking great when she comes and stops by. So let's hear it right now. Welcome her home. Let's hear it for Michelle Balloon, guys. Give it up for her. Come on. I know what you guys want. I know what you want. I can't fucking do a horse. I can't. I'm sorry. I wish, I wish that would like just the need to perform <laughs> would have given me the adrenaline to somehow manifest a horse, but I can't even do one badly. So I apologize. Who's the most disappointed? Sorry, ma'am. <laughs> she did. That was a very judgy look. I apologize. And when I, if you're wondering what I whispered to Cameron as I walked out, it was, you motherfucker. <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm just a stand-up comedian. <laughs> Apologize, I'm not a horse impressionist. I know that's what everybody likes nowadays. Um, <laughs> I gotta work on my shit before I come back to L.A. Um, I, uh, I, do, I do a lot of stand-up comedy in clubs, and when you do stand-up in clubs, when you get done your set, you like go hang out in the lobby or at the bar, and people come up to you after the show, and they mostly just avert their eyes from you and walk quickly away <laughs> and leave. Uh, but sometimes they come up and say something to you. And um, one time this lady after a show, it was a great show, it was a sold-out show, it was awesome. This woman comes up to me after the show, she walks up to me, and she leans in and she whispers, I just wanted to tell you that I think you're beautiful. And I bet that's not something you hear every day. <laughs> then that angel just walked out of my life. <laughs> Where'd you go? Come back here, angel! Come back here, angel! Come back here! I know. People are jerks, <laughs> and they don't. She walked away thinking, thought, thinking she just said the nicest thing to somebody. I just made her day. Mm. Fuck you. <laughs> you motherfucker. I should have whispered to her. Um, <laughs> uh, I saw this homeless guy litter the other day. I was uh, walking uh, down the sidewalk, and this homeless guy's walking towards me, and he's eating like leftovers out of a styrofoam container. And he finishes and then he just throws the styrofoam container like down the sidewalk, like bam. There was, he was right next to a trash can. He just he throws down the container, keeps walking. And I was like, dude, you have people over. <laughs> Get it together. Get it together. <laughs> Uh, I, I live in Philly, I do. I, I take the public transportation in Philly, I take the bus. And I was on the bus the other day, and uh, there was a super hardcore gangster-looking dude on the bus. And, uh, and he actually had a teardrop tattoo next to his eye. You know? And from my 24-hour uh, uh, marathon watching of Lockup on MSNBC, <laughs> I know that that means he killed somebody, you know? But then I look, and he actually had two teardrop tattoos next to his eye, which is crazy. And then I look, and next to his other eye, he had another two teardrop tattoos, 
which I guess is supposed to mean he killed four people. But to me, it just looked like he had quotations around his face. (laughs) I kind of wanted him to mug me, I have to be honest. So you want all my money? Like, I don't know what it means. Please tell me. Um, I, uh, the corn farmers of America have gotten together and they have decided that they don't like the bad rap that high fructose corn syrup has been getting. You know, you're not supposed to have things with high fructose corn syrup in them. It's bad for you. So what they want to do is they want to change the term high fructose corn syrup to corn sugar. You know, sounds better, I guess. I don't think that's fair. They just get to change the name of something. If they get to change the name high fructose corn syrup to corn sugar, then I feel that I should get to change the name vodka to potato water. (laughs) You know? I'm not an alcoholic. I'm just real healthy. (laughs) I I juice. (laughs) Right away when I wake up. Into the night. Um, my gynecologist told me that my cervix is in a really weird place. I think she meant emotionally. I think she meant... Um, there's a lot of women nowadays are choosing to not shave their armpit hair. They're choosing to not do that, which is fine, you know. I shave my armpit hair, I will say it here, live for the world. Some women aren't. And I was in New Orleans. I was talking to this, this chick at a coffee shop. She was wearing a sundress, and uh, she uh, did not shave her very red armpit hair, which is fine, okay? But what is not fine is what she began to do is when she was talking to me, she just started stroking it <laughs> like this, like she was a college professor about to make a salient point. <laughs> It was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. And that, and that is including the time that I was in college and, uh, and I was smoking a cigarette at a party and a guy leaned in to uh, light a cigarette and he projectile vomited right next to my face. This is grosser. <laughs> Please don't do that, armpit growers. Uh, you guys are awesome, everybody. Good night. Yes. That's Michelle. I agree with her. I haven't seen that, but don't do that. Never seen it, but I hate it. I hate it without even the information. How are you doing? Yeah, how was your day today? Um, calm. Calm? Yeah, yeah great. Yeah, what, what did you do? That was... I work at a school. That is not what I expected after the... <laughs> What do you do at a school? It was unexpected. I work with the special ed department. Oh, yeah, there it is. I used to work in special ed. But, but before, I would be a substitute teacher, and that's, that's not common. No. no. Yeah, you're filling somebody else's shoes. Yeah. Terrible. You're filling somebody else's sandals. <laughs> Did you just correct me and say those are shoes? Because go fuck yourself, those are sandals. <laughs> Have you ever seen shoes? These are actually sandals. <laughs> no, those are sandals. <laughs> What is a sandal, do you think? <laughs> like, in your mind, what's a sandal? Crocs. Crocs. That's a croc, actually. 
looks like a mule more than anything. A mule with holes. Nobody else thinks that's a sandal. Everybody thinks that's a sandal. Everybody's looking at that thinking sandals. Nobody's looking at a croc thinking sandals. Everybody's like croc, TM, or mule. Foamy mule. Okay. I feel like it's so stressful now that you work out of school. Especially with special ed kids. Like, please don't tell them that those are shoes. It's not fair. I used to work with special ed kids. What kind of special ed kids? Uh, middle schoolers. Um, just all over. All over the place. Physical special needs. And also... Yeah, lots of, on the yep, 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 yep. I used to do the same thing. I loved that job. I loved that job. I loved that job because it taught me that like all human beings are people. And the thing that unites all people is that when you're in middle school, you have zits and weird boners. <laughs> It doesn't matter if you're in a wheelchair or if you speak through, like, a computer. Like, at some point, you have to go out in the hallway because your boner is large. That's what I learned most of all. And I had kids that were, oh, this is the awesomest thing. I had these three kids that all had muscular dystrophy, so they had no mental impairment, but they had, like, some special physical needs that were going on. They were all in wheelchairs, and uh, they were best friends. And they would sit next to each other during class, and you had to have your wheelchair turned off during class. They were in, like, those large uh, motorized wheelchairs. And you had to have your wheelchair off during class. You had to park it. You had to park your wheelchair. But what they would do to fuck with each other was turn on their buddy's wheelchair, and then you can adjust the... And then recline that chair when their buddy was answering. So it would just be like... Yeah, well, it was like uh, the 1600... Uh... And I, my, my whole job was basically to not laugh at this. But it was so funny. I think it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. So, nothing funnier than somebody answering a question, but also being in an... Unintentionally moved away from you at the same time. Thanks for doing that work. I think that's awesome work. Let's hear it for that guy. Hey, we're going to keep the show rolling. More awesome comics. This comic is wonderful. You guys are going to love him. And we've been so great so far. Like, you guys have been so into it and loving. And uh, it's okay. Yes. Oh, awesome. Yeah. You know what? That has never happened. Ada, put your hands together. Yeah, get in here. Do you guys want to be in the front? Section? Yeah, okay, great, sure. Yeah, do you guys want to scoot over one way or another? Amazing. And then, wow, and then that, and then that person, it feels like there's a spot almost right here. If you two scooted over one each, then this is crazy. I can't believe we just did that as a group. That's, that's fucking great. Well, this next comic is going to live up to that. Guys, let's hear it right now for Caleb. Sign it, give it up for him. Come on. It was so confusing to be behind that curtain for all that. It's like somebody's mad about sandals. Some, something inspirational happened. I don't know what it was. <sighs> 2016. Mm. 
people making resolutions. How annoying would it be if somebody in your friend group actually got their life together? <laughs> Have you noticed since New Year's Day, Chelsea's been dancing like no one's watching? You know, it's like, just on a dime. Anybody ever get real drunk and have some Republican thoughts? <laughs> mm? 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 Mm. All my Republican beliefs start with, you know what? <laughs> like I just did a shot. <laughs> I've had it up to here with them. <laughs> Republicans always had it up to here with them. <laughs> Politics are odd. Um, do you know the age of consent is different in different states? That's awkward. It's awkward enough to bring up at a comedy show. Uh, but somebody brought it up at the first Continental Congress. They're like, all right, so no sex with anybody under 18. Guy in the back's like, that's more of a state's rights issue, don't you think? <laughs> It's like we know what's on Jefferson's mind. <laughs> I was thinking about getting married, so I looked it up. And I was, you know 70% of men cheat on their wives? Did you know that? 70? And those are just the ones that put it on the survey. Like, hell yeah, cheat on my wife. Babe, I'm taking a cheating on your survey. Don't look. <laughs> I gotta be honest with them. <laughs> They're survey people. They don't take this serious. I don't trust, uh, you know, statistics. Like, I saw this Christian atheist debate, and I don't even remember which side this guy was on. This is how he started the debate. He goes, by the time I finish this sentence, a thousand children will have died. I was like, well, then don't finish. <laughs> The sentence. <laughs> I uh, went to church last Sunday, went into a church and sat down and looked around, and uh, they went and did it. <laughs> they did that. Th it's weird to go to a church. Uh, they're, they're really doing what you think they're going to be. Like the guy mentioned rap was from the devil, real casual. <laughs> it's like people really still think that. Every generation they think the music's from the devil. Like they thought ragtime was from the devil. <laughs> You heard ragtime? <laughs> it's the most Christian shit you'll ever hear. It's like the Bible says you must submit to a man, you can't vote her own land. Ladies like, yeah, that's right. It's just weird. A lot of churches they do the, the gay hating chunk of the sermon. Uh, that's always I get a little suspicious of those. Uh the guy kept going, I pray for everybody in this audience to stay strong against the temptation of homosexuality. And I was like, temptation? Straight guys being tempted by gay guys someplace? Where's that happening? <laughs> this guy just wake up like, oh, man, these gay dudes are getting hot. <laughs> if I was gay, I'd fuck one of them. I don't <laughs> Me and the Lord over here trying to be straight. Damn devil's making these gay guys hotter every day. <laughs> I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> Had it up to here with these hot dudes. I don't know what to do about it. 
I'll tell you my favorite story uh, from when I was in elementary school. We used to have this substitute teacher named Miss Rice, and uh, she was 100,000 years old, and she was super, super crazy. And uh, she would record every class on an old-timey tape recorder, and she would just go, and she'd be like, this is Miss Rice, and this is Miss Westmoreland's fourth period, and what we're going to do is we're going to record the whole thing on a tape, and whatever you do is going to be on it, and we're going to give it back to her, and she'll punish you, high, and it's not going to be my word against you. And she was just out of her mind, and uh, that would take up a whole tape. She'd put in another one. Anyway, what I was saying about the way we're going to do it, she was just crazy. And so one day we were really bad, and uh, when she was in the bathroom, somebody stole the tape out of the tape recorder. She was pissed. She gets up in front of the class, and she's like, I know somebody in here who took that tape. And what we're going to do is we're all going to close our eyes. I'll close mine, too. <laughs> Whoever took it, you're not going to be in trouble, but I do need that tape back. You need to put it right on this desk. They made me pay for those tapes, so I do need it back. So we all closed our eyes, and when we opened them back up, the tape recorder was gone. <laughs> I don't know who that guy is, but he's the funniest motherfucker who's ever lived. <laughs> uh, my grandma just started doing yoga, which is, you know, 80's the new... 70? I don't know why she's trying to get it together. You ever seen yoga for old people? It is the creepiest, most hilarious shit you'll ever see. Lady comes on with that creepy yoga voice. She's like, close your eyes. To raise your heart rate, think of an interracial couple. <laughs> Repeat after me. He's not my president. What are you watching? <laughs> it's just Fox News. It's not even a tape. What are you just saying that on there? <laughs> That's it for me, guys. Thank you very much. You guys. Are awesome, guys. One more time for Caleb. Oh, I feel like I just—you seem so nice. I just want to talk to you. It's very shitty. I should let the comics go. But I don't want to. How are you? Yeah? How is it over here? You, are, you living your, are you living your dreams? Yeah, yeah, because over there you were like, she is a very funny, short-haired comic. But now you're like, oh, fuck. great joke. It's a great joke. It's a good joke. It's a great, it's like a good, solid, good, great joke. Between good and great. I like it. Yo, let me ask you some questions. I'm going to ask you advice for my life. You ready? What, you look cool. You have a cool outfit on. What do you do for a living? I'm unemployed. You're unemployed. Perfect. You're going to be the perfect person to ask. I'm doing something cool this weekend. That is rad. I'm giving you guys a peace sign to let you know how cool it is. <laughs> Check this out. I'm going to... I'm in some movies. What? Uh-huh, yeah. I'm in some movies that are going to be at Sundance, the film festival that you know from it being famous. And I'm assuming that they're going to take some photographs, probably because I have to walk into the movie. 
And you know how when you walk into the movie, they say, what? And they go like, Cameron. <laughs> Cameron, Louie, Cameron. Cameron, answer the questions that we have. Nobody, I, this is, I don't know, I'm assuming. <laughs> I have had some things dry cleaned. <laughs> Couldn't get the suede vest done in time. Had to take it out to a leather expert. <laughs> but I've had some things dry cleaned. But I feel like I don't know how to... Here's the problem. I love the way that I stand on stage because I think it's very commanding, very kind of like half... Like kind of like very butch in a nice way. Soft, compassionate butch. (laughs) Listening, good listener butch, but... When you have your picture taken on a step and repeat, which is what those things are called, you are not supposed to stand with your like this you're not supposed to stand like this and there's no microphone so you can't do any kind of cool leaning (laughs) doesn't make sense what do you what do you like better as a pose (laughs) it's like wait how do which leg which leg do you yo you have a good angle on it now I would never have asked you if you were there (laughs) is it like Okay, so obviously I'm going to tilt this way because that's how my haircut looks the most interesting. Like, you're the photographer, right? So I'm just like, oh, hey. (laughs) But then, like, how do my legs go? You know what I mean? Look, check it out. Look down at my legs. You're looking at my eyes. I want you to look at my legs. Ready? This? That. This guy? This guy. Yeah, because the ass is different. Wow, a lot of different opinions. I asked this girl. She doesn't have a job. I'm helping the economy by giving her one. Should I, should I make it seem like it's windy? Oh, God. I've only done this a couple other times, and every time the photos have come back, and I, everybody else is posed perfectly, and I'm just like, I look like a genie that has just granted your wish. I think we gotta take some classes. You were very helpful though. I appreciate your input. Thank you for the dissenting opinions. I'll also come back later. Maybe we can talk about how my arms should go. Is it up and behind? Perfect. You guys ready for more jokes from additional comics besides myself? I knew you would be. Oh man, the audience. This next comic, you're gonna fucking love. Let's hear it right now for Ashley Barnhill, guys. Give it up! Additional noise! Guys, give it up for Ashley. Give it up for Ashley. <laughs> we have two comics left. <sighs> I never know what to do. Because this is a podcast as well. <laughs> and this is a really intense job being a comic and working out new shit and especially in front of an intimate audience and you guys don't know us 
And here we are walking this tightrope, trying to figure out if the shit that we say is like too fucking crazy. (laughs) But then it's like, fuck. You know? So, we have two comics left. Are you guys ready for two more comics? They're going to come out separately. Actually, no, they're not. They don't know it. And they're going to face each other. I would actually be I need to do that why don't more why don't we do that more in comedy I know why are you guys ready for those final comics are you ready for two final separate comics I knew you would be great hey this dude now it is his first time on the show and I get that at this point we have our listening ears on not our laughing mouths I've gotten up here and I've really dawdled smiling so nicely. I mean, I can see so many smiles. It's almost discouraging. People smile at you that much. You're just like, God, I know my personality is on point. But like, I want to I set up this next comic. But I think I've done it. I think you're ready. Yes? Okay, great. He's, he's a new guy on the show. We ain't seen him before on this show, which means we can fucking welcome him extra hard as I stated earlier in the show. Ladies and gentlemen, please, a round of applause for Mr. Hugh Moore. Give it up for Hugh! Come on! Oh, that is terrible! No, there we go! Hey, 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 how's it going, everybody? All right, good. You guys want to have some fun? Yeah? All right. You like my fake enthusiasm? Ah, uh, y'all thought I gave a fuck. Not really, folks. I suck at talking to the crowd. Let's get this out the way. Hey, how's it going? All right, where you from? I'm from the same fucking city. Working the crowd, banter, banter, all right? Nice couple right here. How long you guys been together? That's good. Keep that love going. All right, here we go. All right, what do you do for a living? I used to do the same shit. All right. That's me, king of crowd work, folks. Uh, I don't have a first joke, so can I start with my third? And Yeah, that, that works. Um, (laughs) all right, all right, here we go. Uh, you guys look like a factoid crowd. I think I'll hit you with a a motherfucking factoid, and we'll take it from there. Um, this really happened, folks. This really happened. In Alaska, a guy was attacked by a bear while riding his bike to work. Now, one, he's lucky that he's still alive. And two, he's lucky that it wasn't one of those bears from the circus that knows how to ride a bike. (laughs) Then how pissed off would he have been? This fucking bear mauls me. And he takes my bike? What is this world coming to? Um, I saw the new Star Wars. I like the new Star Wars. I'm sure you guys liked it. I think it's very cool that there's a black stormtrooper. However, I would have been offended if I found out they were all black. 
<laughs> and I don't know why, I don't know what this says about me, but if they were all black, I'm like, what the fuck? Why are they all black? I'm pissed off for some reason that I don't know. Uh, what's new in the news? Jada Pinkett. Ah, she's boycotting the Oscars. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Who cares? Who cares? No, it'd be funny. It'd actually be fucked up, but it'd be funny too. Uh, I don't know how you combine funny and fucked up, but if there's a way to do it. It's, it uh, if they uh, gave her ticket to the bear from the Revenant. <laughs> He's sitting in her seat. But he's well-behaved, you know. He's got his tuxedo and shit. It's like, hey, she didn't want to come, so, you know. Shit, my movie's going to win. I know, it's a weird thought. Um, yeah, I like you guys. I like you guys. I'm just feeling you out, you know, as I always do with all my audiences, at my, with my hundreds of audiences per year. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a great conversationalist, you know. In fact, I fucking hate people. No, I don't hate people. <laughs> but uh, I'm not. I'm not good one on one with people. I'm sure you've gone through this. Like you go to a party and somebody's talking to you, and they just keep talking to you. You walk away. They keep talking to you, and you're thinking, "Man, I wish this motherfucker would leave me alone." You know, where's your cell phone? Why do you keep talking to me? <laughs> I finally figured out a way to get rid of people. This is what you do, folks. Take notes. You talk to them about the subject that they're talking about, but you get all the facts wrong, and it drives them crazy, and they leave you alone. Like, if we're talking about basketball, I'll say something like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking love Corey Bryant. Corey Bryant is the best <laughs> basketball player ever. But, ooh, LeBron, oh, yeah. That white boy is bad. <laughs> drive them crazy, man. I like saying this one, too. I like to say, my favorite song, since we're talking about favorite songs, my favorite song is Hey Jude by the Monkees. I fucking <laughs> love that song. Just, just get it wrong, folks. They'll, they'll walk away from you. This happened to me last week. I was like, oh, yeah, Prince is the best. I Every time Prince comes to town, I go see Prince. But I noticed one thing. Prince never does any songs off the Thriller album. Thriller's his best fucking album. I almost got shot with a purple bullet. Yep. Um, just going through the hundreds of jokes in my head, trying to decide which one I want to do. Uh, oh, yeah. Let's keep it new. Uh, this is <laughs> this happened. Uh, Sean Penn met with El Chapo, which is crazy enough. But uh, I see what's going on, folks. I'm I'm kind of smart. Sean Penn meets with El Chapo. Then El Chapo gets arrested a few days later. You guys see what's going on? El Chapo's not in jail, folks. That's Sean Penn in jail. <laughs> El Chapo hired a scientist to swap their faces. And now, you know, he's walking around as Sean Penn. 
That's why Sean Penn is short, has a Mexican accent. <laughs> you know, Chapel's in jail and he's tall. And he sounds like Spicoli. <laughs> nah. He hired a good scientist too, like the best. Like the guy that did the face off. <laughs> Swap Nick No all right. Nick Cage and uh, John Travolta. I almost said Nick Nolte and John Travolta, which would have been a better movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I like you guys. I, I was dreading this set. I was like, I don't want to do this shit. Then I came out here and saw your wonderful faces and fell in love with you. That happens sometimes. Uh, okay, it's the last thing I want to say. Uh, I'm broke, but I got a new hustle. A very new hustle. Every year I get a new hustle. This is my new 2016 hustle. Okay, I'm running by you. You guys look like a hustler crowd, so let's... You tell me if I'm on the right track. I live in L.A. A lot of my friends make movies. So that's what I'm going to do, boys and girls. I'm going to start producing movies. Scary movies. But here's my hook. They're scary movies, but they're for people who can't really handle scary movies. Because, you know, some people go to scary movies, they faint. They have heart attacks. So these are kind of scary movies. Like, I got a movie called I See the String. And basically... <laughs> I see the string is like, you know how in Paranormal Activity, the furniture will move across the room? Yeah, well, in this movie, you see the string pulling it across. So you're at the theater, you're like, oh, shit, it's moving. It's moving, oh, shit, okay. I see the string. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. If I didn't see that string, I was going to have a heart attack. All right, folks, I love you all. I'm out of here. Thank you very much. the solution in the movie itself. Oh, you're brushing your teeth and then a demon pops up behind you, murders you, but then the demon wipes off the makeup. No problem. Just your friend. <laughs> Just a friend. They got cast in that. No big deal. It's like they don't have horns or anything. Don't worry about it. Uh... Also, like, if they could just zoom out and then it's just the buckets of fake blood would be nice just to see that, really. I'm scared of everything. And including on my Apple TV... I very rich. I have my Apple TV. On my Apple TV, when the poster for the movie The Visit floats past, I get furious. I'm furious just to see just the concept of The Visit. I accidentally saw one of the previews at a movie when I had been closing my eyes, and Rhea, my wife, told me it was over right before the lady comes at the end and she is going to bake you <laughs> in an oven and I have been scared about that ever since and then I have to read the twist that's what happens to me is like if I see a trailer I have to go home and figure out like what the fuck was happening there just to see if it makes it better or worse because there's a chance it might make it better just like oh that grandmother was just like really a baker <laughs> she took the wrong sleep medication and she was up at night because she was just clawing on the wall because her nails was too long. And she was dark. She couldn't find a nail file. Well, that's never the... It's always, you know... Did you guys see that movie? Can I ruin it for you? Yeah. Do you know what happened in it? Oh, well, here's what happened. 
what had happened was these kids go and they go to visit their grandparent. Does anybody upset? Go fuck yourself. It's fine. Like, it's fine. No one's seen this movie. What had happened was the grandkids go to visit their grandparents who they've never met. Why? I don't know. I just read the synopsis. They've never met their grandparents and their mom is like, hey, how are your grandparents? But the mom drops them off and never goes in. So then they're like, our grandparents are weird. And then they call their mom. Our grandparents are very weird. And then the mom's like, wait, hold up the phone with video conferencing and let me see your grandparents. And then the grandparents are like, hello. And then she's like, that's not your grandparents because these are fake grandparents. (laughs) And they have killed the original grandparents. And that is the visit. (laughs) So between the next, I'll, I'll just keep doing these kinds of things. That shows. You guys, this final comic is, is a total fucking genius. He is going to break your hearts and minds. You've been wonderful. And what a great show it's been. Such great comedy. You don't have to watch The Visit. Also, <laughs> this final comic to bring it all home. My friend and yours, Mr. Zach Sherwin. Give it up for Zach! <laughs> I couldn't see who the person was who was who didn't want Cameron to ruin the visit, but you probably saw the trailer and thought, like, that movie looks cool, and I'm sure that it wasn't. So you sort of owe Cameron $14 uh, and two hours of your life. I was legitimately sort of scared when I heard that the grandparents weren't the real grandparents. From her, I was standing right on the other side of that, and I went, oh... <laughs> That's like, do you guys know the urban legend where the parents hire the girl to babysit and they go out and then they call her to check in and they're like, how's everything going? And she's like, good, the kids are asleep and I'm just watching TV in the room with the big creepy clown statue. And they're like, we don't have, get out of that room. Because it was a psychopathic clown who hid out stock still in the room for hours and hours. Yeah. Now you know what I went through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an urban legend. Snopes it. It's not real. Once my friend Annie was like, my friend was dog sitting in New York and the dog died and her friends told her they had like a pre-need burial arranged with a vet uptown and they were like, just put the dog in a suitcase and take the subway up. We've got it like all arranged, but you have to take it to this vet. And so she gets in the subway And she starts to go through the turnstile. And this guy sees her having trouble with the dead dog in the suitcase. And he's like, can I help you with your suitcase, ma'am? And she's like, oh, it's it's fine. I've got it. And he's like, please, you really look like you're having a tough time. Let me help. And the woman's like, okay. And the guy takes the suitcase. And then he runs away with it uh, because he thought he was stealing her luggage. But he didn't know there was a dead dog in it. (laughs) And I was like, I'm sorry. You said that happened to a friend of yours? And she was like, yes. And I was like, not like a friend of a friend, like it really did happen to your friend. And she was like, it really did happen to my friend. And I thought, that can't be true. And when I got home, it was before there were smartphones, I, but after there was Snopes, I Snopesed it, and it was like, verified, untrue, urban legend. And I was like, Annie, I looked this up, and it said it was an urban legend. And she was like, you got me. 
Uh, guys, I started doing this. I started. I, ha- I wrote a joke about this, but then I actually started doing it because I wanted to live the truth of my material. I I now bring my uh, water bottle into the bathroom with me and drink it at the same time as I'm peeing and pretend that I'm a Brita. I've really started doing it. It was a joke at first, but now I, I honor my truth. Um, so that's really fun. Uh, oh, here's the thing I meant to say before, but I started talking about scary movies. The show's called Put Your Hands Together, if you don't know that. And usually Cameron and Rhea host it together, and Rhea's last name is Butcher. And I was thinking that ever if she's hosting it without Cameron, it should be called Butcher Hands Together. I don't know if that pun's been made or not. Is that me? Is that fresh me? Original? Fuck yeah. I could stop there, but I've got the rest of my set, so we might as well burn through it. Uh... I like that kind of dad joke. I I checked into a hotel not long ago, and the woman was like, and your room is a non-smoking king? And I was like, just like its occupant. Uh, And Not much from her, but you guys are great. Uh, My my girlfriend is sort of not great. Like, she does this thing where you can tell what word she meant to say, but you can also really tell that she didn't say the word that she did mean. Uh, not long ago, she meant to say... she. Okay, the, the classic example, just to establish the category, is uh, once she meant to say self-deprecating and really did say self-defecating. That actually <laughs> happened. Uh, I laughed so hard I shit in my pants. It's, it's the only way out of that joke. If you have another door, then let me know. But um, it's really great. Not long ago, she was was trying to say she had with malice in her brain and maliciously in her brain. And she said with militia. Like, I don't even know if it's a joke. It's just it happens. And I'm like, wow, it's it's so different. Uh, And then a really good one happened recently. We were talking about religion. And I was like, I think I would classify myself as an agnostic. And she was like, I don't know if I believe that. (laughs) Totally earnestly, like, no, not being clever. It's just a thing she said. And I was like, I love you for so many reasons, but the word error-based entertainment you provide is definitely one of the side perks. Uh, This is great. So that's her. Uh, it is so nice to be trotting out this kind of joke for you guys. For the past two days, de- I'm auditioning for a TV show, and it's really, really intense. And the auditions are workshops, so they're like eight, 10 to 6 the past two days. And like I'm like really like a lover, not a fighter, and that's not the vibe of this TV show in general. And also, me and the other people auditioning for it are being like pitted against each other. And it's like, it's pretty intense. And I love like, you know... Um, people like you who I can tell my little word jokes for and we're all like, wee! Uh, I need it after my past couple of days. At one point, the guy running the audition, someone wasn't listening to him and he was like, you need to listen to me when I'm telling you where to go. If you get cast on the show, I don't want to be yelling at you five minutes before you go on and telling you what to do. And I was like, I also don't want that at all. Like, who wants that in any way? And then a little... Like a little bit later in the audition, someone messed something up and he threw a water bottle at them, and everybody cracked up who had been on the show before. And he was like, They're just laughing because one time someone messed up and I hit him with a water bottle during the show. So that was the inside joke, and the rest of us all cracked up just as much. Um, 
so it's intense. I mean, it, it would be anyway, but then there's also that layer. So today I was driving to it, um, and I, I, uh, I was at Sunset and Bronson, and this hurt pigeon just walks out in the street, and a car, like, drives not over it with its tire, but, like, it goes underneath the car, and I was like, <gasps> and then the car's passed, and the pigeon's there, and I, like, stop and pull over. I saved a duck one time. I got the light, so I certainly don't have time to tell you about that, but... <laughs> Because I helped save that duck, I have the phone number of a guy who saves hurt pigeons. I met him in the course of the duck save. <laughs> and I texted him, and I was like, dude, I, I, I found this pigeon. And he was like, I can't help you, but this guy James in Burbank can if you give him gas money. <laughs> and I was like, I got to be at this audition, or I'm going to get a water bottle thrown at me. Like, I can't stop and save this pigeon right now. And so I was, like, looking around for a cardboard box to put it in. And I had the time pressure of the audition facing me. And I was like, God, I really don't know what to do here. And let me just tell you guys, I hope things go better for me. Also a soft, defenseless creature, like out there in a cold, hard world. Then they went for that pigeon because I fucking left it because I was scared <laughs> of that guy. Water yeah, water bottle versus pigeon. I'm not proud of my choice. But um, I guess the morals are carry a cardboard box in your car. So you don't have to ask at the nearby gas station and get told, no, we won't give you any cardboard boxes. No, we can't. We won't. So carry your cardboard box and uh, get the number for James and Burbank. Um, I have it now, so if anybody needs it after the show. Uh, I must be at the end of my time. Can I do a... I'm going to just burn it. I'm sorry if this is my last time on the show. It will be worth it to perform this very quick rap song for you guys just to close things out. Is it at a point where I can't do that? Okay, thank you, Ryan. I'm just going to go a cappella for speed's sake. Here we go. I don't battle rap, but if I did, I'd do it with brutality and heartlessness. I'd be bad to the bone and brave till my opponents caved, just like the Roman slave named Spartacus. Now, if you don't know the facts on Spartacus, I'd be delighted to provide you with the partial list. Here's the history. He's from a place called Thrace, where Bulgaria is today. The Romans trained him as a gladiator, and he was great at it. But he wasn't glad he wasn't free. He freaking hated it. No question, this oppressed Thracian wasn't destined just to accept his fate. Man, he made an escape plan, and the plot succeeded. And he was chosen by the band of slaves he brought to freedom as the boss and chieftain that they thought should lead them as they fought the soldiers sent to accost and besiege them. They waged war all across the region, and Spartacus was the kiss of death to whole lots of hostile legions of clods and cretans who wound up with their paws, feet, and a bunch of other bodies parts chopped off and bleeding. Lives lost when they paid the high cost of beefing with Spartacus. Got tossed in mausoleums. The Romans ought to beat him because the odds weren't even, but though they had the greater numbers, they could not defeat him. And I'm a humble hip-hop comedian. I'm much less mob deep than Joss Whedon or Boster Keaton, but if I did battle rap, psh, off the deep end committing atrocities you would not believe in like an impossibly colossal hostile demon. Scorched earth nuclear holocaust I'm seeing, and it would be inspired by the champion of Vox Populi, me and Spartacus, two peas in a pod, real talk, no artifice. I would throw my foes down a dark abyss. All those sucker-ass rappers who suck at raps, they're the reverse of Spartacus. Really, if you spell Spartacus in reverse, then it's suck at raps. Try and picture it. I don't battle, but if I did, I'd be as hard as Spartacus, and you could give my hind part a kiss. Thank you. I'm Zach Sherwin.
I've known for years and years, and really is, he's a rapper. That's that's real, and I'm so glad that you guys got to see that at the end, because it's like, he's got pigeons and boxes, but he's got, like, other shit, too. So my point is, what a great show it's been. Let's see for everybody you saw tonight. Thank you guys so much for coming out. I'm Cameron Esposito. We are here every Tuesday. Have a great rest of your night. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.